Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. If we have not met uh, myself, uh, my name is Gabe Phillips. I get the privilege of being one of the pastors in this amazing church community. But we've got special ladies on my left here. This is, uh, well, we'll, I won't introduce them all off the bat. We'll introduce them as they tell some of their story this afternoon. But briefly, these women are ladies who are pioneering in in business. They're also serving in the local church. And we wanted just to put a spotlight on them literally and metaphorically in this moment. And, uh, and just wanted to find out a little bit of what is stirring in their hearts, because this is not just about people who are preachers on the front of the pulpit, but people who are uh, preachers in the city, people who are loving our city and using their gifts and talents in the business world, in the creative world, and we just want to honor these amazing ladies. So this is Palesa, and uh, yeah, she's amazing, come on. And uh, Palesa was one of the ladies who donated one of the prizes that Jen gave away last evening. And, uh, and we wanted just to find out a little bit before we say anything more. She is married. This is Palesa at work at uh, Como Cafe in the city. That's her amazing husband, Bunty, the one of our worship leaders. Um, first question people want to ask is, uh, did you teach Bunty how to sing? Of course. Wonderful. <laughs> so with that, with that confidence, can you play the song? Take it away, Palesa. No, I'm just joking. Relax, relax. There we go. Yeah, you almost got in trouble. But, Palesa, you've started recently, you started a business in the city, Coma Cafe. Tell us a little bit about that business. Tell us about what you do and how it started. Uh, yeah, just bring us into your world. Uh, thank you, Gabe. I'm going to try and not make this story too long, so I'm going to try and cut it short because it's actually a journey that started over almost, almost 10 years ago now. Um, I grew up in the free state. When I matriculated, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, what career path I wanted to take. Um, I just knew that I needed to leave the small town that I was in because I felt like I was meant for more and bigger things. So I just knew that I needed to leave home. I needed to spread my wings. I needed to discover myself. And so I sent out a whole um, bunch of applications in creative courses. So one of them was fashion design. um, And I got in at UJ in Johannesburg. So I decided, okay, I'm going to move to Joburg. Um, On my way to the lecture halls for fashion design, I um, passed kitchen spaces. At the time, I didn't know what kitchen spaces. Um, So the South African Chefs Association headquarters was on campus on UJ. I didn't know at the time. I actually only discovered about two years later. Um, So I passed those kitchens on my way to my lecture hall, and I constantly felt like a tug and a pull. In that season, um, my mom unfortunately passed away, and I went through a season of just having to dig into the word and dig into God because we had a difficult relationship and I wasn't sure how to navigate mourning her. So I was in the word constantly. I'd fall asleep with the Bible on my lap, wake up, dig into the word again. It was in one of those sort of quiet time naps um, that God showed me just a very beautiful vision of a space. It was a coffee shop. Um, It was just full of light and laughter and warmth and love. I woke up from that dream and God laid it on my heart that he was going to let me steward that space. So I deregistered from fashion design probably a month after that vision. Um, and I had to explain to friends and family that I'm deregistering without exposing myself too much as God spoke to me and I'm doing this. Um, whew, it was a brave decision because it, there was some difficult conversation with the adults. Because um, <laughs> they must always know best. <laughs> 
Um, so I had to like stand my ground. I'm deregistering, I'm starting this new journey, and I navigated it. So for about eight years, I was equipping myself to get ready for what God had laid on my heart for. So when Como Cafe became available, I had already been preparing myself for it. I was working at the Twelve Apostles at the time. Um, it's actually a coffee shop that Bunty would have his coffee at every morning. So the one day, um, the lady who worked there was like, listen, this space is for sale. We thought it was going to cost us a lot of money, and it actually cost us, in comparison, it was miraculous, because it only cost us 60,000 rand, and the coffee machine alone was probably 60,000 rand. So it's crazy. It's God. It's God. So we basically took the leap. Uh, the only conversation I had to have with God was, is it time? Because for eight years, I'd been preparing myself, and now it's two years in. Yeah. And obviously, it takes, a, it takes faith to take that initial leap, to, to choose, make that decision of studying, but also then to take the leap of faith into actually purchasing a coffee shop. It sounds exciting up front, but there's a lot of hard work that follows that faith. Yeah. How, how have you navigated that journey with marriage, with church, with, with the busyness of life, and, and some of the challenges possibly that have come up in that journey? How have you navigated your own heart and, and kept your heart in faith yeah. um, from since two years ago? I'd say... My most difficult journey in all of this has been my identity. Um, I tend to slip into patterns of defining myself by what I do and who I am to the people around me. So I'm a wife, um, I'm a boss, um, I'm plugged into a community that needs me in certain ways, a community that I need in certain ways. And so I often veer off from who God says I am and I veer into, as a wife, this is who I am. I cook, I clean, I'm a support system, I'm a friend. Um, as a member of my community, this is who I am. I'm the host, I'm the cook, I am hospitable. I share of myself through meals and connecting with people. At work, I'm trying to be a creative, trying to market, trying to figure out admin, which is not my strongest area. So it's, that's the, been the biggest learning curve. I'm a creative. I have my head in the clouds. So spreadsheets are like the enemy to me. <laughs> but I'm figuring it out. So my biggest challenge has been defining myself by those areas and not by who God says I am. So I constantly have to remind myself that first I'm a daughter. I'm loved. I'm treasured. I'm cherished. And not by things that I do and responsibilities that I have. And it's constant. I slip into it every now and then. And God has to pull me back to my identity in him as a father. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Palisa, I want to say you're somebody who's potentially afraid of spreadsheets. But next to you, you've got a lady called Sharon who loves spreadsheets. <laughs> like, I've heard that your husband Keith sometimes for Valentine's Day just gives you spreadsheets. Excel spreadsheets. He says, happy Valentine's Day. You're like, oh, just melt. Sharon, uh, Sharon has been in the life of the church for many years. Uh, she is an incredible lady. Her and her husband lead an amazing life group. There's a picture of her and Keith looking dashing. There we go. And uh, they're also more famously known as Mark and Candace's neighbors. So I didn't know which was the more challenging job, uh, to be married to Keith, to be neighbors to Mark and Candace, or to be pioneering your own business. But let's just go after the own business. Sharon, tell us about your business. Tell us about, you've been running it for a while. How's it grown? And, and what state is in it at the moment? Sure. <laughs> it has been quite a while. I think it's about 16 years now. I um, started off very small, just like go out on my own. And 
And I think coming, coming out of a business world, again, like you spoke, identity was about who I was at work. It was about the job I did. It was about being a manager of just um, industrial units and, and then maybe the old age homes and, and getting to be like corporate. You know, you look, run after the corporate contracts and, and did you get five stars? Um, and that was, that was who I was. And, and then even starting out of business, um, you, you just, you're scared. You're scared it's gonna fail. Um, you don't know what's, what you're in for. And it takes a lot of like, sure, just trust. And I didn't have Jesus in my life. I've always believed in God, I've, I've, um, but I didn't have that relationship. And, but it happened soon after I had my business. And yeah, so, so I've had to really trust in God because initially I would just take on business because you know that's what you do. <laughs> and, and then we've had to learn um, yeah, pray. Pray when somebody says, can you do our books? Yeah. <laughs> and when God says, mm-mm, uh, we pray together. And, and the amazing thing is we've never had one of us get a yes and one no. If it's a no customer, we, it's a no. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sometimes that's hard because you lose a client, you think, sure, um, I need somebody to replace the money. But we just trust God, and, and we say no when we need to say no, because I just believe we've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit, and, and that's so powerful. And for us to, to ask and to hear and then not to obey, is, sure, that, I think that could be <laughs> quite devastating. So, yeah, business is in, it's in a good space. Um, I work with amazing people, which I think makes it easier uh, we, we pray every week for our clients. Um, we pray for ourselves at work. Can I make it through the, the day, the week? <laughs> um, little things like those spreadsheets. It's like, yeah, the, we pray a lot at work. If the printer doesn't work, we put it off and we pray. <laughs> and we put it on again. Um, yes, yeah, so there's a lot of trusting. Um, and just, yeah, believing God. Yeah, I, just, I will say God. God has plans to prosper me, yeah. and, and that's it. I, I believe it. It's, yeah. I don't question it, so I've got to believe that my, my work will go well as well. Yeah. And, and Sharon, just I think you are somebody who's pioneered in the business space there. You're leading the team of, uh, in your company, and you, you're taking on clients, and you're praying. Uh, but how, do, how have you managed relationships? Because you, I think for you, somebody, community has been so important in your journey. You haven't done... You haven't separated, that's my business world and this is my church world. It's, it's almost like you've just been able, there's no, been no dichotomy. Mm. How have you allowed community to shape your business journey? Sure, I think, um, yeah, if I think of my clients, some of my clients were my friends before they were my clients. Some of my clients have become my friends. Um, it works both ways and I just look at what God, God gifted me with... Um, just a passion for figures, the spreadsheets, um, just reconciling stuff. And previously it was about doing that and doing it well. And, and now it's about, sure, God gave me this passion, but he's, he's allowing me to use it in spaces where there are non-Christians. And, and he's giving me opportunity for people to see um, how I work from a Christian perspective. Um, how, uh, how I do things and how we help. And 
for me, the greatest, almost pleasure is when I get a client messaging me at nine at night saying, please pray for me. And I know that this client doesn't know Jesus. So, yeah, we, I think with God and our prayers and, and his, just his plans to prosper us, we're in a good place. Sharon, just want to honor you as well in this community. Sharon is, you're a pillar here. You're a woman of wisdom. And uh, just I know personally, you've just, you, you, you've, you've got this strength and, and bring such order and integrity to your business and just like conviction. And yet you've got this soft pastoral side that just loves people uh, and just unconditionally just walks into homes and brings order in people's homes as well. I want to say we honor you here. I just love, really do love you. And we want to say thank you for being that, that person in our lives. Really cool. Thanks. Thank you. And uh, on, on Sharon's left, we've also got an amazing lady, Pauline and her husband, Kevin. Come on, yeah. We've, if you skip a couple photos, Fritz, you'll get to Pauline and her family. There they are. And that one wasn't even staged. They just were naturally like that. It's amazing. Just, how, how long did it take you to convince Kevin to put his hands like that? I just want to know. It's just uh, wonderful, eh? But, but Pauline, tell us a little bit about what, what do you do, Pauline? Give us a little outline of what you do, and then what's the, what's the motivation behind what you do? Uh, for, 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 what, for what I do, I give all the glory unto the Lord, because He has just used me for His kingdom. Uh, I started BSC in IT, but God introduced me to real estate, and that was for His purpose. So when I joined the industry, um, God introduced me to the industry. It's another story for another day. So uh, I joined the industry and God just blessed me beyond measure. I work hard, but there is other people that work harder than me, but they are not as successful. So I thank God for that. And with that, Rivats in this area has got about 140 agents, and I'm the top agent.
that suffering has died in families who do not have to sell their homes, and, and others have been retrenched. And I found myself counseling people in that space and just sometimes giving a listening ear. Uh, so God has been using me as well in that space. I think what's, what, what always uh, makes me, uh, your, your story is profound, is the fact that also your, your family, you have not a, you've not gone after excellence in the business world at the expense of your family. I think sometimes we feel in, in, we have to give up one for the other. Or we have to, but I love the fact that you have a healthy, happy family, and uh, you guys have been serving in the life of the church for many years. How have you, how have you kept that balance, if, if that's uh, the right word to use? If I can be honest, my life is a roller coaster, and I live in the fast lane. <laughs> but uh, God has blessed me with a good husband. Uh, we run, we manage 40 properties, and he's an, an executive in a big company that he works for. But when he gets home, he helps me with all the payments of those 40 properties. So he helps me in the business. I've got a 14-year-old daughter who's now our personal chef. So, <laughs> so she cooks for us with with most of the time. Actually, these days I don't cook, so she's doing everything. And uh, God even uh, got me my assistant. God blessed me with a hard-working assistant. So I thank God for Tabi saying she also comes to this church. <laughs> so, so God has a lot of people to help me. But it is really, really a challenge, and uh, every minute in my life is important. Such that, uh, like this Thursday, like this Thursday, I, I just finished helping my daughter with taking her back, uh, dressing up, and I just saw that there's a little bit of five minutes left, and I just thought I could use these five minutes to shower. But when I just showered, I could see that I did not have time to ch to, to change, put my makeup, my wig on. So I just so I just took this this coat of wearing and just put it on top of me, and then I just heard a voice in the background say, "Pauline, at least wear panty." I am so glad I'm doing this interview. I am so glad. That's the voice of the Holy Spirit, eh, Pauline? Right there. Uh, so, I quickly, so I quickly did that. I just put it on and I went with no makeup, no wig, nothing. So I just dropped my kids, managed to drop my kids on time. But on my way to dropping the kids and coming back, I was just saying to God, God, this is not, this is not the day when accidents should happen. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Unbelievable. I think that gives a round of applause. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. I think... What, what I do love about Pauline's answer is that right there, bust this myth of balance. I think sometimes we look at people's stories, in all seriousness, we look at people's stories and we go, look at that beautiful photo on the beach, look at a thriving business, but there's a lot of mess and chaos, and it's okay. It's actually okay. 
And I just want to say thank you, Pauline. You are a lady of excellence, and uh, we really do honor you here. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, at least leave it at that. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm learning that you've got to hear God in the big things and the small things. That's really key. Let's move right along, Danny. But uh, this amazing lady on the, on the, the far left, Danny, has uh, joined Life Changes quite recently this year. And uh, her story it coincided with Life Changes through the amazing Una Van Rayen and the, the Andrea's Gift organization. Um, you're wearing the shirt this, this morning as well, Andrea's Gift. Uh, tell us how, tell us a little bit about that journey, if that's right. Can we start there, if that's okay? Tell us about your health journey and how God has led you along into community here. As I said in the video, I was diagnosed with lupus 15 years ago when I was 18 years old and um, the disease has ravaged my body, pillaged my mind. I've had kidney, lung, heart, skin infections. I've had heart palpitations, TB of the lymph node, um, hair falling out, depression, severe depression, psychosis, thoughts of depression, of, of suicide. Um, I was at one point sent to a hospital to die in dignity because I was just so sick. And I've been in the madhouse, I've been in and out of hospitals, and it's, it's, been, it's, been, a, it's been a terrible journey. Um, but God has been so faithful. I will not, never understand fully why, you know, this has all happened to me. But, you know, God is sovereign, and I don't need to understand everything. Um, he's, he's been there for me in the worst of times, and he's been so, so faithful and so good to me. I mean, at, some, at one point, um, I was, they had to... They had to find a security guard to take care of me because I was harm, harmful to myself and to the other patients. I was terrorizing the patients. I was stealing their biscuits. I was, uh, <laughs> I was commanding them to rise up and walk because I thought I was Jesus in my psychosis. Um, and in, in, the, in those times, I was even organizing a lacquer bribe for my disciples. Um, and at one point, the nurse even said to me in exasperation, this is not a club, this is the hospital. Um, because I was so fixed on organizing this bribe. But even in all the craziness, God, God has been there every step of the way. And um, yeah, he's just, he's, he's brought community to me. He's brought um, people that have loved me. Even when I was so sick, I was wearing nappies. I, I couldn't feed myself, I couldn't clothe myself. Um, he, he, he just brought people, he, he brought his love, his presence was there with me all the time, even when I wanted to kill myself. And I said, why God, why is this happening to me? Um, yeah, and I can just never let go of him because even if, I mean, the, the disease is incurable, but, I know that God is more interested in my heart than my body, and that if he wants to heal me, he will heal me. Um, but I know that my heart is all for him, and that's the most important thing. Yeah. And what I love about your story, Danny, is where there's this big headline, lupus has been a huge part of your life for, for most of it. 
but it almost hasn't slowed you down in any sense. You've written five children's books that are in the process of being edited and, uh, and, and some and amazing. Can you, why don't you tell us about your passion for kids, your passion for writing, and, and, and yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'm a speech and drama teacher at Parklands College and Christopher Robin Pre-Primary. So I teach kids between the ages of three and seven years old. And it's just the most amazing job ever. They, they call me Teacher Daniela, and um, well, most of them, well, some of them can't pronounce it, so it's Teacher Dalela, Teacher Lalala, Teacher Banana, and my favorite, Teacher Mandela. <laughs> um, yeah, so they've, they've just really been in that environment, just has put me in a perpetual environment of creativity. I can just, I can just write, I can experiment with the kids, um, with my stories, they can give me feedback, free feedback, and um, I've just been able to, it forces me to be creative. I have to, I have to come up with lesson plans, I have to come up with stories all the time. So it's an incredible blessing because, um, yeah, so the stories that I've written are just based on um, identity, values, purpose. Um, the one story I wrote about a pig called Porky, who grew up in the, who was, who's living in the Ditto Potifistic's farmyard, and he one day finds out what bacon is made out of, to his horror. Um, but it touches on purpose, it really does. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the, generally the stories are just about identity and values and um, yeah, all in a fun, engaging and funny context. So I really enjoy that. It's such a blessing. Yeah. Amazing, Danny. I just... What I love about that, five children's books, two young adults books as well, they're online, available online. And I just love so many people, I, I know myself included, going, I'd love to write one day. And uh, wait for a more convenient time. Or I'd like to start something one day. I love how in your life there has not been a more convenient time. But you've just done it. And I just want to say it's amazing how you have chosen to, to run after God and run after purpose in, 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 amidst the, all the chaos. And just want to say well done. I think it's an amazing thing. Incredible. I think this moment we just wanted just to give a, just a glimpse and I'd love if you would love if you've been stirred come chat to these ladies afterwards I think each of them has incredible things of value to impart to people but something that's amazing that I've been thinking about these ladies in this week and, and who they represent in our community there's a story very briefly in 1 Kings chapter 17 in the Bible as a story about a woman called the widow of Zarephath and it's a, a story but what I love the story is about it. it's a lady who is not named we don't get given her name we just only told her circumstance that she's lost her husband and where she lives. And the incredible thing of that city at that time is the widow at Zarephath lived in an area where there was great famine. So there was great famine, great starvation, there was economic collapse all around her. And the story goes on to tell us that actually this woman only had enough food left for one meal left in her home. And she, was, she went out to go and find sticks to, get a, to start a fire to cook that meal. Then she was going to go home to wait for her, her and her son to die. That was her, her situation. And it's at that moment that it says that the prophet of the Lord, Elijah, the word of the Lord, Elijah, walks into a story. And Elijah walks into a story. And as again, I've, I've often thought about this story thinking, if I was Elijah, I'd walk in going, I've come with a care package of food. <laughs> or or I've, come with, I've come with some, people have been writing letters to, bring cons, cons, uh, to console you in the situation. Or how can I help 
But Elijah doesn't do any of those things. He walks and Elijah does something very controversial to a woman who's lost her husband, who's only got enough food left for one more meal before her and her son will die in the midst of a famine. He walks and says, make me a meal. Typical male, hey? Just typical male. <laughs> but I think there's something deep at play. And she, she protests at first. She says, what, don't you know my circumstance? You say you're a prophet. You come here and you ask me for food. Don't you know that my circumstance is limited and that I've actually got nothing for even myself? And he carries on and says, no, no, make me a meal and watch what God will do. And the amazing thing is this woman who's not named, but we only know her circumstance and her deficit and her lack, that she's a widow with no food. She, in response to the word of God, not to her circumstance or how she feels, but she decides in that moment to, start to respond to her circumstance, to her, the word of God. She makes him a meal. And the Bible says in that area, though the rest of the area had famine, her house never ran out of food again. It's a powerful story. And when I thought of each one of you guys, there's been so many opportunities to respond to your circumstances. And I love the fact that each one of you have decided I'm not going to respond to my circumstance, to my lack, to what people say about, about, my, about my identity of who I am in my industry. But you've decided that actually I'm going to trust the Lord. And I think that's, for me, that should speak to all of us here. And I, I'm going to ask them as we land this time, for them just to pray, if that's all right, 30 seconds each, just a prayer of courage. For ladies here, if maybe you're here and you are, you've, wanted, you've got courage burning inside you to start an initiative, to write a book, to start a business, to purchase something, to, to pray for clients, to actually say, actually, I'm not going to just be average in my business. I want to win awards, God. It's not bad to ask God for that. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to stand, and these ladies are going to pray for you this morning. So why don't we stand? Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gathering of believers. We thank you for the desires that you have stirred in the hearts in this room. We thank you for the gifts and talents that lay buried deep. We thank you for the gifts and talents that are being expressed and walked in um, practically, Lord. Um, we just pray for boldness, for confidence, for courage. Um, we pray for reliance and a surrender to you, dear Lord. We know that we fall short often, um, but you never do. You are enough. You are our Father, you're generous, you're kind, you're compassionate, you're patient, Lord. And we just thank you for breakthrough in those desires that lay buried deep, Lord. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. yes, Father God, we just thank you that we, we could be here today, that we can hear the message just of our identity and, and that these ladies don't need to be scared of who they are because they are daughters of, of the one who's most high. Yes, Lord. And so, Lord, again, we pray just courage and boldness. Yes, God that um, when God puts something in your heart, a passion for something, and, and most times he'll even give you the way to start, that there is the boldness and the courage to take that step forward and, and just follow God's word. And then just for trust, Father God, that they can just trust that God has their best at heart and uh, that they just follow his word and it will be good. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we come to you this morning, Father. We want to thank you, Lord, for the gift of life, Father. We thank you, Lord, for the confidence, Father God. It has opened our eyes, Father God. Father God, we just want to pray, Father God, that you be making clear, Father God, to the ladies, Father God, how you want, Father God, for them to work in your kingdom, Father God. I just pray, Father God, that they have faith, Father God, that we don't have to be perfect for God to use you, Father God. Father God, He can just use you no matter what situation you are in. And it doesn't have to be something big, Father God. 
Father God, and just pray, Father God, that we, in our different environments, Father God, that we we will just be obedient, Father God, and we 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 listen to the word, Father God, and we live our lives for your kingdom, Father God. Yes, Lord, we just pray that, Lord, you just reveal to us, Lord, who you have called us to be, Father. You have called us to be highly favored with you, Father God. We are chosen, we are called, we are justified, we are glorified, Lord Jesus. We are qualified in you, in Jesus' name, Lord Jesus. Thank you that we are the light and salt of the earth, Lord Jesus. A fragrant aroma to the earth, Lord Jesus. I pray that, Lord, you just show us, Lord, individually what a mighty what, what mighty warriors that we are, Father. And just give us the boldness and the courage, Father, just to do, just to run with the vision that you've given us, Lord. Um, with just passion, Father God, and purpose, Father God, and the love of Jesus, Father. Thank you. Just before we close, just as Danny spoke, is if you're here and you're saying there's something stirring inside me in the creative space, I want to start writing. Or I want to start painting. Or I want to start music in a space. But you've always allowed your circumstance to hold you back. I believe God wants to set ladies free to step into that this morning. So if that's you, in faith, raise your hands to Jesus. Say, Jesus, actually, I'm not allowing my circumstance to define the creativity inside of me. Father, as these hands are lifted in response to you, heaven, I thank you, God, that you unblock the wells that creativity would flow. I thank you, God, there'll be creativity that would speak life and purpose and joy into this world. Use these ladies, God. I thank you that excuses and circumstances are taken off. I thank you that musicians would rise up, Father. Songwriters, book writers, blog writers, people who are making podcasts, God. I thank you, Father, filmmakers, God. I thank you for all the, for painters. I thank you, Jesus, that you're releasing an arm of creativity into this into this world and I thank you it starts in this room as our hands go up I thank you our hearts are ignited not to respond to circumstances and not to respond to reasons why not I thank you Father God that you are shouting out from heaven today qualified yes qualified yes and let the creativity of the Holy Spirit start to use these women in powerful ways in Jesus name we pray amen amen can we give these amazing ladies a round of applause thank you so much